Hey there, my name is Darcy Ross and welcome to Endure It Well. So in today's episode, I wanted to take a moment to share with all of you why I decided to name this podcast Endure It Well. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So that means, for those of you who are unfamiliar, we are a Christian faith. We study from the Bible, uh, but we also study from the Book of Mormon, the Doctrine and Covenants, and the Pearl of Great Price. So we consider all of these works to be companions to the Bible, and we study them all equally. There's a scripture in Doctrine and Covenants, section 121, verses 7 through 9, that states, Peace be unto thy soul. Thine adversity and thine affliction shall be but a small moment. And then, if thou endure it well, God shall exalt thee on high. Thou shalt triumph over all thy foes. Thy friends do stand by thee, and they shall hail thee again with warm hearts and friendly hands. For any listeners who are unfamiliar with this section, Doctrine and Covenants, section 121, tells the story of Joseph Smith, his brother Hiram Smith, and several other companions all being imprisoned in Liberty Jail. They were imprisoned together in a tiny basement room during the dead of winter in Missouri. The ceilings were low, um, food was scarce, and there was absolutely no heat because it was the late 1800s. So Joseph Smith had been persecuted beaten, imprisoned, and separated from his family. At this point, he turned to God in prayer and he asked, where art thou? And that's where all of those verses come from. It's God's response after Joseph Smith pleads to God and asks him where he is. And that's when Joseph Smith feels the most relatable to me. Even though his faith was strong and he had a good relationship with God, In the midst of an extremely difficult and uncomfortable trial, he called out to God and asked, Have you forgotten about me? Do you even still care? How often have we felt this way? How often have we felt hopeless or forgotten or alone or abandoned by God? There have been many times in my life where I doubted that my Heavenly Father was there for me during my trial. I'd been so immersed in my own pain and grief that I failed to recognize that his presence was there. But at the same time, I have so many examples of being blessed with overwhelming feelings of peace and comfort when I needed it the most. I have been reminded so many times throughout my life that I'm not alone and that I am loved by God. So why then is it so easy for us to doubt that our Heavenly Father is truly there and available to us? I think that doubt is such a strong and common human emotion, and it's easy for us to establish a pattern of doubt within ourselves, especially as women. I mean, how often do we as women doubt ourselves? How often do we doubt our own talents and um, our abilities? So the key is to recognize that we have this pattern of doubt and refuse to sustain it. 
We have to shut out that voice that is telling us that we are not good enough, that we are not strong enough, that we are not worthy enough. You have to shut out that voice that is telling you that you are alone and unloved because it just isn't true. Now, this is not an easy thing to do, uh, not by any means, because if you have a long-standing pattern of self-doubt and negativity, then breaking those habits is a process. I mean, I can sit here all day long and tell you how great and amazing you are, but you have to believe it. And that's the kicker. That's where it gets difficult is getting yourself to believe in your abilities and your worth. It's hard. It's hard to recognize those qualities in yourself, especially if you're not hearing it enough from those around you. I still struggle with feeling like I'm good enough or strong enough or worthy enough. I have self-doubt every single day throughout my career, about my schooling, about my choices, about my abilities as a wife, as a daughter, as a sister. I'm always asking myself if I'm doing enough for myself, for my family. We will all have these doubts about ourselves and so much more because we are imperfect and we are human beings, but the trick is to not give those doubts any power. So how do we quiet our doubts and that voice telling us that we are not good enough? How do we shut that voice down before it gains enough power or enough hold over us? This is kind of the question that spurred the idea behind the entire podcast and that I found comfort in this scripture that I read Because if you think back, the first thing that Heavenly Father says in response to Joseph Smith's plea to know that he is there, the first thing that he says is, peace be unto thy soul. So his first action is to let Joseph know, hey, I'm here and I love you. Be comforted. It's to bring Joseph comfort. And then he followed his words of comfort with encouragement and confirmation that this trial would not last forever and that he shouldn't doubt that his God was there or that this was the end. Sometimes we don't receive answers to our prayers right away, no matter how much we may want them. Sometimes instead of answers, we receive a feeling of peace which is great, but in all honesty, I cannot stand it. It is my least favorite answer to get to a prayer because even though I received the comfort and that feeling like, oh, it's all going to be okay no matter what happens or no matter what choice I make, I'm on the right path, I'm still left wondering, but what's next? I've had to learn to let go of the desire to know and learn instead to trust that confirmation, to trust that feeling of peace. This is still a work in progress for me because I'm a perfectionist and a know-it-all and I find myself easily frustrated if I don't have all the answers that I think I need. Most of the time I find myself thinking, Yeah, I know that it's all going to be okay in the end, but this trial has lasted forever. 
When will this be over? I feel like God is the parent in the driver's seat on a road trip, and all of us are in the back seat asking, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And God is in the front seat being so much more patient than I ever would be saying, we will get there soon. We just have to be patient. We just have to wait and be uncomfortable for a little bit longer. Let's circle back to the scripture. What comes after the feeling of peace? God reassuring and encouraging us, saying, Thine adversity and thine afflictions shall be but a small moment. And we forget, we forget that our trials and our discomfort is small. This moment may not seem small to us right now. The trial may be long and painful and overwhelming and heartbreaking with no end in sight. But even in the midst of adversity, we can still feel peace. I have firsthand knowledge that we can still attain and feel peace during a difficult trial. My husband struggled with a chronic illness for almost four years and then a full year of surgeries after that to try to improve his quality of life. Those first three years of our marriage where we both learned how to manage the chronic pain and fatigue seemed never ending at times. Dealing with a chronic illness yourself is extremely difficult, but having a close loved one who deals with a chronic illness, having a spouse who deals with a chronic illness is a whole different ballgame. I'll talk a lot more in depth about this trial and how it shaped me in later podcasts, but for right now, the point that I'm trying to get across is that peace is available to you while you endure. The pain may not be lessened, the trial may not be shortened. But we can attain peace with the help of our Heavenly Father. One of the most helpful things that I have learned about dealing with trials is learning to ask for and accept help. Think back to the scripture again. It says, Thy friends do stand by thee, and they shall heal thee again with warm hearts and friendly hands. Hopefully you have people in your life that you feel comfortable enough to reach out to or lean on when you feel like you need help the most. If not, it might be time to reevaluate the people that you surround yourself with. If you are willing to help your friends in ways that they are not willing to help you, then that's a problem. You're extending yourself too far. And I'm not just talking about... um, availability because we all have insanely busy lives. We can't be available for each other all the time. There will be moments where you have to pass up on moments on serving others because it would just make your plate too full. I have had moments where I've wanted to help my friends, but I've had prior commitments. It happens. But if you are willing to offer them help, and you feel like it's a very one-sided conversation all the time, have a different conversation, both with yourself and with your friend. But anyway, short story long, right? (laughs) Circling back, um, 
I have struggled for a long time with learning to ask for help. If I had learned this lesson way earlier in my marriage, it definitely would have made my life a heck of a lot easier. It definitely took me a while to get there. I can be extremely stubborn. And like I mentioned earlier, I'm very much a perfectionist. So I don't like admitting to people that I need help. It feels like a weakness, even though it isn't. To me, it feels like a weakness. But I tell you what, the day that I let my friend Sarah come over and help me clean my house for just one hour during that trial took so much weight off of my shoulders. Just that one hour of help and service and love made all the difference during a very difficult time in my life. It also made me more confident in offering my service to others because I knew what a positive impact that it had on my life. So let your friends help you if you're dealing with a difficult trial. Build those connections, that support system. You need it. Thy friends do stand by thee. We want to have opportunities also to thrive during these difficult parts of our life, right? Which seems impossible that we could thrive during a trial. I mean, there were days, uh, weeks, where I knew that I was just going to go through the motions of my day just to get through it. I was doing the bare minimum in order to survive. But I believe that you can find joy during a hard and terrible and difficult trial. I have firsthand experience that even if it's not easy, it is possible. In the scripture, it says to endure it well. Our Heavenly Father wants us to find joy in our lives, even if it might not be easy. It is also so important for us to make that joy ourselves if we cannot find it anywhere else. That is how we learn and grow and move forward. That's how we endure this trial well. This moment that feels eternal, it will end. I promise. You will gain blessings both in this life and in the next if you strive to endure it well. Thank you so much for listening. And please feel free to send me feedback or questions or topics that you would like to hear in upcoming episodes. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. I hope that you all have a beautiful week and find joy.